Hello. Hi there. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday. On Wednesdays, we welcome in entrepreneurs who are winning in their particular industries and Dr. Aisha, right? Yes. <laughs> Dr. Aisha is here to let you guys know the importance of teaching your kids to be bilingual in Spanish. So please go ahead and let me read your bio real quick first, and then I'll let you elaborate. Okay. Dr. Aisha Dennis has been teaching Spanish for more than 24 years in public and private schools. She has a bachelor's degree in Spanish language and literature, a master's in teaching English to speakers of the languages, T-E-S-O-L, and a PhD in educational leadership. Dr. Aisha has always wanted to make an impact on kids, on children's academic experiences, and as a mother of three, she recognized early on the importance of giving her children a gift of bilingualism to set them up for academic, academic long life success. In 2008, she founded Bilingual Beginnings, an enrichment program to introduce toddlers and elementary school students to, to learn the English, the Spanish, I'm sorry, learning Spanish because she understood that learning Spanish at a young age has a numerous cognitive benefits. After teaching all levels of Spanish for more than 24 years in public and private schools, she transitioned into an administrative as a school principal. And she left the traditional school system to transition to full-time entrepreneurship and bilingual. That's all it cut off there. So okay. tell us about the importance of learning to speak Spanish and why is it so important early on? Okay, not a problem. So I can tell you about the numerous benefits of speaking Spanish. But just to start, um, I just want to express that there is a misunderstanding that a lot of families have when it comes to learning a second language. Most adults mention the struggles that they personally had in learning Spanish or a second language. And so they don't encourage their children to start learning at a young age. Um, what I have determined and what most specialists and most professionals know is that when you start things early, you're at an advantage, whether it's early reading, whether it's speaking to your children early without baby talk, um, whether it is exposing them to instruments, playing instruments early, there's always a benefit in early and starting early. And there's no difference with Spanish. So for Spanish in particular, there are so many cognitive benefits that children have an opportunity to gain by developing that area of their brain at a very young age. And that transfers to other academic areas, including math, reading, science, critical thinking, and some of the fundamentals that children need to be successful overall academically. So that's why I stress the importance of starting super early or as early as you can. So we know that every day is a learning experience, right? Yes. What would be the difference of learning as a child or a toddler and you becoming fluent in it then versus you trying to teach an adult? So when a child is young, we have what's called a window of opportunity. And that window of opportunity is between the age of zero and five. Now, during that opportunity, a baby's brain is still being formed and it's still very much um, has a lot of elasticity. So it means that they're able to adapt easily. When you speak to a child when they're a baby in a second language, Spanish in particular, 
um, what happens is they develop a natural accent in that language because they have not formalized an accent in any other language thus far. So when, right. So when you are speaking to a child in Spanish at a very young age, it gives them the opportunity to mimic the speaker. And so it has a natural sound. Even if they're not native, they're not coming from a native household. Just by hearing the language and being um, spoken to in that language, it allows them to mimic the speaker. And that goes away as the child gets older. So it becomes more of a process for an adult to uh, really focus on pronunciation and try to master that skill at an older age. Okay, makes sense because like as a child, we're from, I'm from New Orleans. So we normally, our native language will be French and Spanish right. came in like maybe in the school time or in grade school, high school, middle school, they focus right. more on Spanish, but in elementary, I, I learned all French. And so coming from French and then going into middle school and having to learn Spanish and never really picking it up 100% fluently, um, coming into the corporate world, also coming into the entrepreneurial world, right? That's a barrier because if you have Spanish clients out there or you can get Spanish marketing, you can get your materials and all of those things as a, on the yes. entrepreneurial side, right? Because, of course, Comic Convos is about business and also your business was unique. And so I just wanted to kind of show people that barrier that knowing Spanish can help you break into different markets. Yes, we are black owned business owners, but we don't only want to attract black clients, right? We want to appeal to other audiences. Right. When other races come out with businesses, they're not only attracting their race, they're, they're putting out right. marketing that attracts everybody, right? No matter what you yes. know, the, their personal views are, uh, religional politics whatever that that doesn't matter when it comes to business we're right. looking at money money is green right and we're here to talk about right that. Talk about <laughs> spanish right so how did you think about monetizing a skill that you already had in, in your corporate life like you said you've been teaching for 24 years you taught you taught your kids how to speak spanish i'm sure you speak spanish fluently because you teach it right but just knowing right. something that a skill that you picked up in your corporate life, how did you say I want to transition and start to monetize this in an entrepreneurial way? Well, ideally, the reason why I transitioned was because I actually saw a gap in the industry. I don't know many adults outside of my small circle who uh, can say that they learned Spanish in school and they actually are fluent in the language. That is far and few in between, and it's a disservice. So I, as a, as a classroom teacher, when I was teaching Spanish, my goal was to give my students the same experience that I had. I had a, a, a Black teacher from middle school through high school. And this teacher, Mrs. Kearney, uh, was an amazing person, is an amazing person. And she's one of my mentors. And her, me seeing an example of someone who was like me, a, a young Black girl who wanted to be bilingual and chose Spanish, um, I was able to go abroad and live abroad in Spain. And it just opened up so many opportunities for me. So I wanted to make sure that I give that same student the experience to my students and let them know that there is this opportunity. Now, when I saw that most schools focus really on going through the textbook, um, you have, and it depends on the school district that you're in, you may not even have Spanish right. every single day. 
So if you're not getting the proper exposure to the language, the likelihood of actually graduating and being able to speak that language is very unlikely. And knowing that that gap existed, I thought it was important to create a program that didn't start in middle school, which is what traditionally happens because I consider middle school to be very late. I wanted to start something that started when they were uh, speaking, when they're more verbal, which is in the toddler stage as they start to mm -hmm. developing language. Okay, so tell us about your experience living abroad, because I know a lot of us travel, right? And especially entrepreneurs, right. we want to talk about how much we have so much freedom, but we're still in a box. Because if we travel yes. abroad or we go out of out of the country and their native language is Spanish, which most of them are, or Haitian or any other language, right? You're not fluent in it. So you saying hola is not enough. You saying llamo Duca is not enough, right? You need to know how to ask for stuff. You need to know how to ask for directions. You need to know how was that entire experience living abroad? How long did you live over there? Like, were you on your own? Did you have family? I need to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I I went abroad as a senior in college and I spent my last year abroad. So I graduated in Spain. I went to school in the southern part of Spain in Sevilla. And my mm -hmm. goal when I went, I had very clear instructions from my parents. My parents were very much like, okay, we're going to give you this opportunity, but you've been in school taking Spanish. Now you're going to go abroad. We want you to go there and actually master speaking Spanish. We don't want right. you to come back and then you can't speak the language. So I made it a a commitment to myself and to my family because of the investment that they put in sending me abroad to make sure that I only spoke in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And so when I arrived, it was a little bit of a culture shock because I'm going to tell you when you go abroad and you are a black person going abroad, you have a lot of different experiences depending on where you go. For me, right. all of my experiences in Spain were very positive, but I've heard horror stories. Um, yeah. The fact that I was able to communicate in the language and understand what was happening around me was an asset for me. So my intention was actually speaking. It wasn't understanding the language because I pretty much had that down. Mm -hmm. So when I went there, my goal was to actually speak the language. And so I was taking classes because I was in college. I was taking classes uh, with native speakers and non-native speakers. I was fully immersed in the language and it was a great experience for me. I was able to travel all throughout Europe. I traveled to over 12 different countries and I was able to take that experience and expand and give myself the opportunity to see what it is like to live in different countries and overall how Americans are viewed. Because I can tell you, there's like a joke that happens when they talk to people who speak other languages. And the joke is, what do you call a person who speaks two languages? They say, well, they say three, three languages. They say trilingual. What do you call a person who speaks two languages? Bilingual. What do you call a person who speaks one language? American. And that is the mindset. That we are limited because we are not open to wanting to learn about other cultures. And in particular, we're not focused on being able to communicate with other people because of our restrictions with uh, our barrier with language. Exactly. And people learn English like Spanish people learn English so fast. 
so why Absolutely. can't we learn other languages that fast? It, I think it takes discipline. I think, of course, like you said, you have to be immersed in it. Um, I know a lot of people put their children in Montessori schools because they yes. immerse them in the language directly. It's not just an optional um, caveat, right? It's not just an optional right. extracurricular class that you need a couple of hours in. And right. Like you said, just goes from the textbook. But if you're in a Montessori environment, they're speaking this language to you all day. The only time you're speaking language is when you go home to your parents that only speak right. your language. But I think that is a great right. idea. Everybody should at least try to immerse themselves in some type of culture. Of course, we know Spanish is literally, they're, they're no longer the um, minority, right? So we are literally neck and neck with them, right? So they can outnumber us most times, sometimes. And then, of course, we us speaking English only, like you say, Americans, we only speak English. That's where the barrier comes in. That's where they can come in and dominate. They're automatically getting grants. They're automatically getting um, the, the royal treatment when they come here, right? So we need to be able to right. put ourselves on a level playing field. So that's why it was so intriguing to me to get with you and talk about, you know, the language barrier, not just for kids, but for adults as well. I think that it's things that right. we can learn way earlier and it's never too late on do you have any opportunities for adults to learn spanish yes i actually have a mentorship program and it's for families so if you are a parent and you have a family uh let's say mm -hmm. you are a mom and you have two children and you have always wanted to learn spanish it would be beneficial for you in your career um and just the general want of of wanting to know the language because you didn't accomplish that task but you also want to give your child the opportunity to not have to struggle uh when they get to school and they are introduced to a second language like spanish or you want them to be able to take a third language when they get to school i have a program a mentorship program where parents can learn Spanish and then teach their children Spanish, even if they don't speak Spanish themselves. And that's a program, it's a 12 week program. I walk them hand in hand, give them strategies, techniques, um, teach them the language and give them the insight on what they can do in order to ensure that they become bilingual and their children do as well. But I do wanna comment on what you mentioned earlier. So one of the, uh, one of the differences between when an adult comes to the United States to learn English and when we are here learning Spanish is uh, immersion. So for immersion, what ends up happening is this. Um, there are certain factors that are needed to learn a language. You can't just have a desire to learn. You need to have interest in the language. You have to have motivation. And there has to be a level of accountability. So the, motive, the interest is when Spanish speakers come to the United States, they're interested because they are in a country in which they don't know the language. So there's a natural interest in wanting to know what's happening around you. Secondly, you have a motivation because typically as an adult, you have a job or a career that requires you to speak the language that is dominant in the area in which you are. In this case, the United States dominant language is English currently. So you have that motivation because if you don't speak the language, you won't be able to acquire a job. And then the, 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 the third option is accountability. You have so many people around you who you can practice with. Yeah. That is the difference between what happens with adults and what happens with adults who are here wanting to learn Spanish. You have mm -hmm. to force yourself 
to be in those environments. You have to, number one, have that motivation to do it, even when it gets difficult. You have to have the interest in really making sure that it's something that's a part of your daily routine. And then you also have to have the accountability where you don't focus so much on what you did in the past when you were learning Spanish, but rather your mind is more open and flexible to know that if I learned one language, I can learn a second language. If I taught yes. my child English, because I speak English, I can teach my child Spanish if I learn Spanish. It's no different. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And it's a great way of looking at it. I think that more of us should try it. Um, definitely going to look into yes. your program. Where would any of our listeners find your program? What would be the website that they go to? So they can find me on Bilingual Beginnings, E-L-C. Dot com And on the website, they can click and they there's my email is there. All my information is there. They can learn about the programs. I do have a, a preschool online that I currently run as well, in which I'm actually teaching children Spanish um, on a weekly basis. Um, I have a mommy and me program where I have moms come just as they would in person. It's online. They come and they learn Spanish along with their child. And then I give them strategies that they can continue throughout the week so that they can keep practicing the language. And they essentially are growing with their child and learning the language. So that's uh, two areas in which they can um, get access to me. Um, I'm also on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. Uh, the, the same title, Bilingual Beginnings, E-L-C. Thank you. Okay, so we know that you have your mentorship for the families and also for the kids, right? Let's right. talk about your kids' program. So let's say I have a toddler, right? Like I have my... My goddaughter, she is one. She's, she'll be turning two in April. And if I wanted to okay. kind of put her in or immerse her into the language, she has not been to school, but she is very small. I know she would catch on to Spanish so fast, right? She's really, really small. Right. She's one year She's one year old and she can actually articulate anything that we're saying. She's so funny, right? And I'm like, right. how can, besides just putting her in front of an iPad, besides just putting her in front of a television screen, how could we teach a one-year-old a whole entire another language? And we as adults cannot grasp a simple conversation of going into another language or at least even have the discipline to say, I really want to learn this. I really want to teach my kids this so that when we travel, we can be well-versed right. in communication. Like I said, that that is a big thing. Like I said, as entrepreneurs, we're always traveling. We're always bragging about freedom. Yes. But we need to free our minds in order to open up and speak a different language because that's that's huge. Exactly. Right. So for uh, any age, it doesn't have to be a one year old, but in particular for that example, if you want to limit the amount of screen time, then what I would focus on is music. I would focus on playing nursery songs because nursery songs have the same most nursery songs in english and in spanish have the same rhythm so the itsy bitsy spider is the same tune in english as it is in spanish the only difference is is going to be uh the words that are used um mm -hmm. and it, it what's very important and this is the critical part too when you're learning a language most people focus on all the things that they don't know instead of focusing on the things that they do know so mm -hmm. Use the Spanish that you know. Many people, and I would say 99% of the people who've taken Spanish at some point, or even those who haven't, know how to count in 10, for example. 
start using those numbers with your children or with your, in, the, in your example, your godchild. Start, line up their toys, count them out in Spanish to them. Learn the, for example, you can go ahead and put yourself in front of the screen so that you garner the language from the information that you're watching. And then you relay that information in a non-screen format by making it natural in their daily environment. So you can introduce right. colors, you can color together and, and tell Tell them to pass you a particular color, dame el, el, el rojo, or dame el amarillo, or you can tell them, um, no hagas eso, don't do that. As you begin to learn, start using it with the child. They are not going to tell you, I don't understand. Not a one-year-old. A one-year-old right. is just going to sit and figure out what you're doing. Now, as they become older and they become more school-aged, they'll start to question things. But most children are very open to hearing other languages. In fact, most children make up their own languages, right? Mm -hmm. So when they're talking to each other, if they hear someone speak a different language, they'll just repeat, not even knowing what that means, but they'll right. make up their own language. That's the key to tell you that they're tuned in, they're listening, and they, that's an opportune time for them to be introduced to Spanish. Absolutely. I understand. Okay, so got to play devil's advocate. So I know as we get older, we get more stubborn. And I feel like, you know how we just use the example of kids. As kids, they are sponges. They soak up everything. As yes. adults, we consciously know that we're constantly learning new things and we're open to certain things. I think we're just closed-minded when it comes to learning a second or third language. Um, or we get discouraged, right? Like we might know a few words, but we cannot put together an entire paragraph. We might read something, but don't understand it unless it's literally side by side um, in right. translation, right? Certain things like that. What would keep you motivated in learning another language? I always say it's best to have a mentor or a partner. Do it with someone else. Uh, find someone who has the same interests as you, and then you can serve as each other's accountability partners where you help one another. Uh, find a television show that you want to see in Spanish. There are tons of great shows on Netflix. Um, there are wonderful movies. Watch a movie that you've already seen before in English in Spanish because you already know the plot. You already know it. But at this point, you're just listening just to hear what words are being spoken and you're not expected to understand understand everything. I think that's the, the that's the biggest challenge for adults is that they want to know everything right away. They want to be able to say uh, complete sentences immediately and they have to think about the language learning process does not really change fundamentally from when you're a child. Children do not learn how to speak English from a textbook. They learn because everything around them is in English and everyone around them is speaking in English. So you have to mimic the same thing in Spanish. Surround yourself with listening to the radio in Spanish, find a podcast in Spanish, watch something on YouTube in Spanish, watch a movie in Spanish. But what I would caution adults, because this is typically what they want to do, they put a movie on and they want to read the subtitles. Again, you want to stay away from reading because reading does not come naturally as the first stage of learning a language. Children don't learn to read until they go to school most times. So if you spend anywhere from zero to five years not reading, why would you think that you needed to start Spanish learning from a textbook? It's not, it, it, it's not logical. 
to the way that we learn languages. So we have to go back and we have to think, and it's hard for native English speakers because they didn't th realize that they were learning the language. And now that right. they actually so want to natural. learn another language, they have to think about what does it take to learn a language? And that can mm -hmm. be challenging. And that's why I say it's important to have a coach. It's important to have a mentor because mm -hmm. my job as a mentor is to contract time. Mm -hmm. As entrepreneurs were busy, as parents were busy, parents would love to teach their children Spanish, but they don't have the time. And so mm -hmm. what they need is they need someone who can tell them the shortcuts. This is how to do this instead of taking a year to learn this. Let me show you how to learn this in six months. Let me show you how to learn this in 12 weeks. Let me show you how to learn this in, in 30 days. There, mm -hmm. you would be surprised at how much language you could acquire in 30 days. And that's right. not 100% of the time hearing Spanish. I mean, just with focused attention to learning and strategies and techniques. And that's what I do in my program. I use strategies and techniques in order to teach adults that it is possible to learn to be bilingual in Spanish and you can start speaking within 30 days. It is not impossible at all. It's not. And literally, like a few years ago, me and my kids had, well, my kids and I had an app that we used to use. We didn't speak it fluently, but they knew a few words. I know a few words. I can literally like hold the conversation going back and forth. But when it comes down to a native speaker, I might say, uh, si, poquito habla espanol, right? Only a little bit. Don't you know, bombard me with speaking Spanish, but I definitely can understand and digest some things, right? And so, right. like, if we go certain places, like, I always mention, like I said, travel. I'm always going to say travel because we travel a lot. And, like, uh, most of the times we always come face with people um, when we have to ask for directions. We have to ask about, right. you know, clubs, nightlife, safety, all of those things. Policia, we need to know. Like, <laughs> how can we Whatever we need to know. And so I kind of caution my kids about that because everybody wants to go to these great places, islands, different, you know, destinations that they see on TV, on Instagram or whatever, that more people right. are tr starting to frequent. But we have to keep in mind that most of these places weren't always destinations. These are people's homes. Now you are coming invade their privacy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we have to understand um, where we're going when it comes down to traveling, when it comes down to languages, when it comes down to elevating and growth. And that's why I thought that it would be a great addition for us to talk about being bilingual and always, you know, have, keeping your mind open about learning a new language, learning new things all together. But I do want to yeah. kind of shift gears so that we can play a quick sure. game. It's called This or That. Um, okay. I'll ask a few questions. You have to choose one or the other. You cannot choose both. Right. So when okay. it comes down to you speaking English or Spanish, which do you prefer? English. English. Why? <laughs> well, it's my natural language. So it's 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 not that I can't do it in Spanish. It's that it's you lean towards what you are Most naturally brought up. With, right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But okay, I can what about. Yes, I we know you're the expert. That's why we brought you. <laughs> That's why we brought you. Okay, what about dressing up? You like heels or, or tennis shoes? Well, I'm that's a 
large one because I'm tall. I'm six feet. So I, I'm not a heels person to begin with. Um, mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say that my I would lean toward tennis shoes as an option. I would just say non-heels, but shoes. <laughs> so okay. I, like I had to say this or that. I tennis shoes. Makes sense. Okay. I'm not really a heels person. I'm like, I have to dress up professionally sometimes. So I have yes. to put on heels, but I'm not really a heels person. If you know me, you know, I'm like a, a sweats, slides, socks, sweat, you know, sweatsuit type of person. I'm really chill um, on, a, on a daily basis. But if we have to go somewhere, you know, we got to step. Um, but <laughs> okay. What about traveling? Would you rather travel in the States or out, uh, out the country? Out the country. <laughs> Easy. The experience is always better out, out the country. Always, always. Well, there's just so much more. I mean, think of how many cultures you're going to come in contact with. There's so many different countries that you can come in contact with. So out the country has more variety. Absolutely. What about cruises or flight? Flights. The last three Flight. times that I asked this question, everybody was like, I am not going on a cruise. I'm like, why? I like cruises. But yeah, I, I mean. Well, I've never been on a cruise. you never been on a cruise. Right. I've never, I've never been on a cruise. You know, I haven't had a fascination with cruises. Um, I was always raised. My dad would always say, I'm never getting water that you, uh, water that's too big that you can't drink. <laughs> so it just, it, it bothers me to know that I'm on a ship out in the ocean and I'm dependent on someone else. I mean, it's no different than being on a plane, but you get there faster. So my mind doesn't stay yeah. with the concept of being, giving up that much control for that amount of time. <laughs> I understand, I understand. Okay, what about, hmm, do you, would you rather be feared or respected? Respected. A lot of people stay respected. Sure. Well, most people stay respected, actually. Okay, what about this? Would you rather have unlimited money or unlimited credit? Unlimited money or? Credit. What was the second one? Unlimited. Unlimited credit. Unlimited credit. Yes, y'all, other people's money. Y'all know we're talking yes. about comma convos. Listen, the premise of comma convos is to have the conversation center centered around money. It's not just about yes. bringing in people that are business owners. It's not just about bringing in people that are winning. It's about everything. Like, what are your morning routines? What is your mindset about money? What is your mindset about wealth? How can we help you build wealth? What is some? What are some things that you don't know about wealth? What are some things that you don't know about your current tax bracket, right? Is your right. current tax bracket satisfactory to you? Or do you know right. that you need more? Do you know, like, we're in communities. We met inside of a community, right? That means we're using it to our advantage. We're not just Correct. in a community. We just didn't just pay a subscription to not network, to not Correct. follow each other, to not communicate with each other, right? We're actually using the communities and the, the, the devices and resources that we have at our disposal. Same thing, it, it kind of ties back into this particular episode with Spanish. I'm bringing you someone that is fluent in Spanish, that's giving you 24 years of expertise, knowledge. She's working with all ages, all ranges from your baby all the way up to you. She's mentoring you in Spanish. So if this is something that you're interested in, 
be sure to enroll in her mentorship program for families. It's literally for you to learn Spanish, particularly us to learn Spanish, teach it to our kids, make sure that it's something that we're using on a daily basis. And I don't want to kind of like get off track, but I definitely want to kind of wrap up. If you have any other offers or any closing words, go ahead and feel free to say them now. So there's two things that I do want to mention. Um, so you mentioned about entrepreneurs. We we love to travel. Um, we're in a we met in a community. One of the things that kind of bothers me a little bit on social media, in particular, and it's particular on Instagram, is that um, as entrepreneurs and as Black women. And black entrepreneurs overall, you know, within the last two years, entrepreneurship within the black community has really taken a surge online. So that's a lovely thing to see. And I, I respect that. And I, I would welcome anyone who wants to enter in the entrepreneurial world to go ahead and find their, their passion and move forward into that world. But the one thing I will tell people is that a lot of entrepreneurs have this concept of, you know, I'm doing this for my family. Financial literacy is so important. And they're not focused on literacy in general. We have a mm -hmm. huge achievement gap. A huge achievement gap in the black community. And it's not just in the black community, it's the black and brown community. And there's a reason why our academic scores, whether they're reading scores, their math scores, are below the count of our counterparts. It's because we, the same way we're learning about the importance of financial literacy now, and we're kind of late to the game, we're late to the game when it comes to education. We're late to the to the to the importance of starting early. One of the things that I really really focused on, and whether I chose because I didn't choose initially, I, I didn't choose to be a teacher because I I wanted to become a teacher. I kind of fell into the profession, but prior to that, I was very much focused on the business side of international banking. And I was going to use my talent in being able to speak um, Spanish because I speak a little bit of French. I speak a little, a little bit of a lot of languages. And I was going to use that skill set in the international banking world. Now, one of the things that I saw immediately upon entering the school system was that it is not set up for uh, our children to gain the amount of success that they can starting at the youngest age and moving forward in particular communities. And that's a problem because there's a mindset that we have that we think that, oh, we can put it off until later because, oh, they'll learn Spanish in school. Oh, it's free. My kids go to public school. It's free. Why would I pay now? You know, I could just go ahead and put them in a program or yep. they have this mindset of later. And what we're realizing with entrepreneurship and also with learning a language is starting early matters. When you, your child gets to school and they learn to read in school, it's late. They are late. I'm originally from New York. And in New York City, hmm. a lot of people would not believe this, but there are private schools that are by admissions in elementary school for two-year-olds and three-year-olds where when parents get pregnant, they put their name on the wait list to get into those elite preschools. This is like, mm. they're almost like how you apply to college. This is right. what happens 
at that level. So if you want to set your child up for success, you have to be aware of what they need and when they need it. It's not up to the school system. It's up to you as the parent. The same way if you saw some skill that your child has in playing basketball and you're willing to invest time, money, and energy in making sure that they have a coach, they're on the court, they're playing, they're getting extra reps, um, they're throwing the football, they're in a league, they're, you know, they're part of an outside club. We need that same enthusiasm, that same focus when it comes to education. And the reason why I focus on Spanish is because it's not so much the language, because a lot of people get caught up with that as well. It's it, it, you move past the language. Think about the benefits that learning a second language. It could be French, like you say, in New Orleans. It could be Spanish. It could be Mandarin. There are significant cognitive benefits. We're talking about developing critical thinking skills. We're talking about enhanced creativity, mental flexibility. This is what our children need. So when you say, oh, my child st struggles with math, that's critical thinking. That's because mm -hmm. those skills weren't developed. Right. If you say, I'm my child a slow reader, well, that's memor that part of reading is learning yeah. phonics. Part of phonics is memorization. You have to know how this, the letters sound. That gets developed when you're learning a second language. So the longer you wait to develop those skills, the further behind you are. And mm -hmm. then you get to a point where it, you put your child at a disadvantage because now they're forced to try to learn something amongst all the other things that they're trying to learn. Right. When you could have done that. And remember, language is forever. Now, you don't always, you can, you can learn a language as a child. You can lose it a little bit because you don't speak it, because they say if you don't use it, you lose it, but you can gain it back. So this is something that's going to last the span of your child's life. And then as an adult, there are studies that show that people who are bilingual are less likely to develop Alzheimer's because their minds are developed in a different way. Mm -hmm. There are benefits mm -hmm. to learning a second language. And so when I see on IG, you know, oh, you know, it's very really important about financial literacy. We need to focus on literacy in general because your children may grow up and not yeah. want to run the business that you set up for them. Right? They Listen, have to be have able to, to be readers. Two things you said, yeah. not to cut you off, but two things that you just said. One is finding your purpose and never being afraid to start. Like, Stop procrastinating and just start. So many of us, and I, I always say us because I don't want anybody in the audience or anybody that's listening to feel like I'm talking at them, right? And a lot of people say, y'all this, y'all that. And they, they always argumentative with trying to get their point across versus saying, y'all, we, this is what's going on for us. We, us, we, Correct. right? We as adults are procrastinators. We make excuses. But we want to hold our kids accountable. You, we don't want an excuse when it's time to wash the dishes, clean their room, Correct. make good grades. We don't want to hear an excuse, right? But why are we allowing ourselves to give excuses? Why are we allowing ourselves to procrastinate to our next, you know, big break or our next gym that we can be dropping? Like you say, literacy is important, not just financial literacy. If you don't under, if you don't have understanding, it's no sense in me trying to get you to understand 
credit. It's no sense in me trying to get you to Correct. understand budgeting. It's no sense in me trying to Correct. get you to understand community and longevity and building a legacy. It is not going to make sense to you. What I'm speaking is going to be gibberish to you because you're used to hearing Correct. nonsense. You're not used to hearing someone speak how I'm speaking. You're not used to seeing anyone move how I move. You're not used to seeing anyone network how we're networking. Correct. Right? So you're not going to be motivated. You're not going to be disciplined into whatever it is that you're trying to focus on because you're so used to being able to quit. But you don't want your Correct. Like you, these great examples, like you just said, with basketball and football and dance or whatever these other extracurriculars, we break our bags for for our kids and make sure, oh, you got, we need you to get in the AAU team. And we also right. need you to get on here with volleyball to get scholarships. Guess what? Foreign languages have scholarships. Like you, Y'all, I don't know if y'all listening or not, but I'm getting hype. But <laughs> she just told y'all she lived abroad for an entire year for her senior year in college. You don't even want to let your kid move to the next town to go away for a few dollars of a scholarship. Correct. We have to be able to show our kids that we're putting you putting all this pressure on you so you can afford these opportunities. Correct. We're making sure that you can speak Spanish so that you can get a higher paying job if you choose to go corporate. Yes. We're making sure that you can speak Spanish so that you can attract the right kind of clients or, or any clients in an event that you want to be an entrepreneur. These okay. are the reasons to learn Spanish, but go ahead. I digress. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's just I hear all the time, you know, I'm setting this up from, you know, I want to leave a legacy. And it's I think it's an admirable thing that parents want but it's don't, be as. don't be as don't be as. right if that's what you're gonna do do it let's do it do it 100 percent, and then do it in something that has transferable skills because as i said you might build a business that your child doesn't want to run mm -hmm. if they have the ability to speak spanish where i'm going to just give you some numbers 13 percent of the pop first of all spanish is the second most popular spoken language in the world outside of mandarin in the United States, Spanish is the second most popular, and it's a close, it's almost like 1.2 or 1.5. It's not, it's like number two, but almost 1.5, because it's creeping up to English. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, by the year 2050, one in three people in the United States will speak Spanish. That means that will your child have that legacy? of being able to speak that language and pass it on to their children? And will they be able to communicate with the entire community that they're surrounded by as the demographics shift in the United States? Because if you, if you live in Texas, you live in California, you live in Florida, or you live in New York, hmm. you are wasting time if you don't start teaching your children Spanish right now. I live in Florida right now, I can tell you there are parts of florida where you don't hear english spoken hmm. if you don't speak spanish you will be lost you feel like you're in a spanish-speaking country and instead of us being um close-minded about the mm -hmm. fact that there are communities that spring up that uh, are predominantly spanish-speaking don't you want to know what's happening around you do you want everyone to be talking a language where you don't know what's happening around you that's how we miss out on opportunities because we don't know what's happening around us. Okay, okay. And then on top of that, once your child is an adult and they decide, I'm not going to go, I want to do the corporate route, how much more beneficial is it going to be for them to be able to have a skill set 
like speaking Spanish, where they can demand more because they have a skill that no one can take from them. Because exactly. if we're not moving up in the educational realm in terms of going from a bachelor's to a master's to a PhD, not everyone is going to do that. And I respect that. I'm not saying everybody should. What I'm saying is you should have a skill that's transferable. And what better skill than the one that's going to be surrounded by you in communities that you frequent, that when you pick up a phone and you dial, the first thing they said, say on the other line is uh, for Spanish press two. There's a reason why it doesn't say for Spanish press two or for German press two. It's because they're paying attention to the demographics. There's a reason why in Florida, they were doing notices and putting out radio announcements in Spanish in the Spanish speaking community so that they can put the governor back in. There's a reason behind that. And if you can't communicate to that demographic, which is a part of our larger community, the black and brown community, where we can combine together and grow together, there's something wrong. We're not thinking strategically and we're waiting too long. So there's a lot of things that I see and just from being Sorry, I didn't want to extend it too much longer, but I did oh, want to get these points across because this is perfect. So imperative. I was in a school system for well over 20 years. I can tell you whether it was in the public school system or in the private school system, there are gaps. Okay, our children have gaps and they're very glaring gaps and they can be closed very easily. And the parents that are closing those gaps are the ones whose children are kind of those purple unicorns. Like when people say, oh, your children speak Spanish. And I'm thinking, yours don't? Like you're shocked that my children speak Spanish. Why? I I mean, if I spoke Mandarin fully, uh, fluently, they'd be speaking Mandarin. There shouldn't be this shock of, you know, oh, your children speak Spanish. Do you know how many black people in in the world speak Spanish? I mean, it's not an anomaly. It's not something that's so strange. But when people see me and they're like, oh, you're not Hispanic? No. Well, how did you learn Spanish? Well, how did you learn English? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's this shock of like, I, should be, I shouldn't do something or I shouldn't know something. Why not? Right. Why should I, you know? So it's about setting your children up to be those unicorns, to stand out, to making them unique. and. and and making them unique doesn't have to always be with a basketball or, you know, with music. And there's no disrespect to those because I have children who are athletes. I was an right. athlete. I played a basketball all throughout college as well. But at the same token, there is a limit. And then what do I do after that? You know, mm-hmm. what happens afterwards? You know, mm-hmm. if you look at some of the successful people, you know, you, th- you think about the fact that people loved Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant spoke Spanish fluently, spoke Italian fluently. Why? Because he is, his parents put him in an environment where he lived abroad and was able to master a language. That's important. You know, so when we have these opportunities and we are entrepreneurs or we are parents who want to make sure that our children are successful, we need to see what it is that we can do to help them be successful and things that are transferable, not these one, you know, one hit wonder type of things. Yeah, I mean, it's important to know the fundamentals of of business, but it also is important to know the fundamentals, period, like the fundamentals and learning another language, learning Spanish should be a fundamental because whether we want to or not, Spanish is spoken around us. It is. It is. And I think that we all 
need to tap in and learn some <laughs> learn some Spanish fluently because it is yeah. happening whether we like it or not. So you want to be the person right. that's the last the last man standing only speaking English? Be my guest. Be American. <laughs> nope. <laughs> exactly. The entire yeah. episode to know that joke. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's, I'm very passionate about it. I'm very passionate about education in general. I know the value of education. I, I take education very seriously. Um, like I said, I was able to, to go to the doctoral level and I really know the importance of being bilingual, um, trilingual. If you if you already speak another language, learn a third language. It's that much easier. Every time you add another language, it's that much easier. I can speak Spanish. I understand Portuguese, Italian. I understand French. There's so many benefits that I get because I picked one language mm -hmm. that I'm surrounded by. And I use that language to help me learn other languages. So Absolutely. now's the time. One more time, give us your website and how can we find you on social media? So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, on TikTok, Bilingual Beginnings ELC. You can find me at my website, Bilingual Beginnings ELC.com. And uh, my preschool is Bilingual Beginnings Preschool Online.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Aisha. Make sure you guys follow her. Be sure to enroll in her mentorship program if you are interested in learning a second language, especially Spanish um, from any yes. age. Okay. Make sure you guys reach out to her. We appreciate you on this Wednesday. You are definitely Thank a woman you. winning in your industry. It's very unique. And I think that more people should tap in with you. But Definitely um, anybody listening to Comic Convos, we appreciate you. Make sure you share and subscribe to this episode to keep it going and making sure that we put in put more dope people on the platform. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs>